everyone, this is Myra. This is Paula. And this is Martha. And we are your hosts. We are here to help you level up with topics on self-awareness, confidence, and self-acceptance. So grab whatever you would like to sip on and welcome to Sipping With Us. All right, welcome back to another episode of Sipping With Us. Cheers, ladies. Today's Cheers. an exciting episode. Cheers. Because we Cheers. have our very first Zoom podcast episode. Cheers to Diane, Cheers. Our, our host, co-host for the episode. Who's joining us from where again? From Phoenix, Arizona. Thank you guys so much for having me. Of course. What's the time zone right now over there? It's 6.13. 6.13. So it's barely okay. the evening. Okay. So we're about a two-hour time range difference. Yeah. Kind of like California. Yeah. Yeah. Like Cali time. Yes. How it's like Arizona right now. How's the weather over there? It's like 90 degrees, 93 degrees. But honestly, Arizona is is tolerable just because it's like dry heat. Like, okay. Warm air. It's not humid at all. I think Texas is pretty similar, right? Or or are we like more humid? I think we're more. I don't know, but I hate the Texas summer heat here because... I just can't like walk outside without sweating. Right now we're having like a storm week, like raining bipolar for a whole freaking week. Has it always been like this during this? No, I was trying to think time? like I it, was. it is. Right? Like spring. I said the same thing too. I don't know. People were saying it's never been like this. I'm like, I think yeah. it has been. We just so it's forget. gloomy weather. We just forget. It's very gloomy weather. Which is why actually you're you're all like in your um hoodie sweaters and everything. But as long as it doesn't rain Friday, I'm good. Okay, yeah. So Myra's graduating Friday. <laughs> Cheers oh, to that. Congratulations. I feel Thank like you. we've been like cel- we started celebrating since last episode, yeah. last recording. Mm-hmm. What, so graduating university, master's. Yeah, um social work. Oh wow, that's awesome. Good for you. Mm-hmm. Like so it's your ma- master's, right? Bachelor's. I started my master's in that's still, August. That's still such an accomplishment, like especially for a Latina, right? To, you know, go through all of that. Yeah. It's amazing. Right. I always feel like that, especially that's how Latinas should be with each other. Like whenever you see another one succeed, like it's like we all do in a way, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. I don't, for example, in my friend group, I don't know anybody that's going to school and they're all Latinas. Mm-hmm. So that's like a, a big thing. It is. How, how old are you? I'm 25. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Yes, ma'am. So welcome again. Thank you for joining our episode all the way from Arizona. And today, just to give some context for what the episode is going to be about, guys, you guys know, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm obsessed with astrology, but I'm not an astrologer. I'm not, I don't claim that I study it or anything, which is why I never felt comfortable to be the one talking about it I wanted to have somebody that does study it that does the research about it and actually has um more factual information right to talk about more experience or experience yes what is your uh Instagram just to so we can oh so my Instagram is um at one the numeric one love astrology altogether okay awesome I'm looking at it right now so the way I found you on Instagram, I don't even, I think I must've clicked, clicked on somebody's, um, and then it, you know how it leads you to another page or whatever. Cause I'm always looking at astrology episodes, but I, I feel like with your page, it's so f- you post really funny stuff about astrology, you know? I, 
Yeah, I do. I tend to like find whatever meme I find relatable right? Um, and caption it with like, you know, something I know about the archetypes of the signs because I just know them so well. So I could make it to where people understand the essence of a sign. And that's the whole goal behind it. So how did you become interested in it? Um, well, ever since I was a little girl, like I've been interested in human behavior and, you know, it's probably because of like my childhood and my upbringing. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I grew up with a family that had a lot of like mental disorders, you know? And so that's why I got interested in psychology and I'm majoring in psychology. And so, um, but you know, even in like just the, in my experiences in life, I've attracted people who just don't seem happy with themselves or you can just tell like it could be the the intuition in me that you know they just have gone through some stuff and I was like I want to get to the bottom of things right Right. Um, and I also wanted to understand myself so when I was like 13 I got a my mom you know was friends with all these unique people (laughs) and one of them was like an astrologer (gasps) and he did my birth chart and he's like um I I never felt like a Scorpio fully right because Scorpios are supposed to be deep dark and scary and Mm -hmm. you know internally I have my moments but um I was like I'm like more outgoing and I want to be the attention all the time and then he's like yeah you're a Leo I knew you were a Leo too (laughs) (laughs) he's like you're a Leo moon and like you know the Leo archetype is like the queen energy glamorous super over the top and I was like yeah that makes more sense I'm so dramatic you know and um yeah ever since then I was like wow like you know there's um a tool out there that people can use to self-reflect and to understand themselves a little bit more um because you know believe it or not like I've run across so many people that are not self-aware like um I read their birth chart even sometimes and they're like um, they have to process it. They're like, you know what? People do perceive me like this. I didn't like, I've, I've gotten told a million times that I'm like this. And so that just shows that, you know, astrology can be a guide for like self-reflection and stuff like that. So I've been interested in that, you know, ever since I was a little girl for that reason. And I've studied it since I was a little girl, but I only recently started doing readings like three years ago. Oh, wow. wow that's interesting. So you actually had like, you were ex- basically exposed to, to astrology at a very young age. Right. Yeah, I was exposed, exposed to a lot of like weird occult things at mm-hmm. a very young age because my mom, she's the whole walking contradiction, but that's like another story. Really? And so, but, yeah, I've been interested in like the occult things wow, for so long in psychology, um, in reading books and really just getting deep into, you know, why people are the way they are. That's very interesting. I, whenever me and you first had our, our Zoom call, I mentioned to you that one of the things that attracted me about your page is that you're a psychology student. Because I, you know, I'm trying to figure out, like, how do you, like, merge the two together? Like, Like scientific and, and like, I feel like there's still a lot of, like, stigma about astrology, especially because... I, I feel like there's a lot of pages out there that are just bullcrap. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not real astrology, you know? Yes, there is. Um, and I think it just stems from a long time ago, people just reading their horoscope, you know, in the newspaper or like, you know, seeing it on TV and just going off of like their sun sign. And, you know, you're not gonna, a person when, if they, if you really are open to learning astrology, you're going to come to realize that you're not just one sign. In fact, I can care less about your sun sign. <laughs> like if I meet someone and I ask them for their zodiac sign, 
that's not going to give me a lot. Maybe if it's a, a man, I would, I can see the characteristics of how the, the sun sign, right. Applies to a man more because it's more masculine mm-hmm. in nature, but really the moon sign and the ascendant sign and your chart ruler, which I know these like things sound probably very foreign to everyone are more important. So you guys, you have to like, whenever you, if you're trying to learn astrology, I would say you have to come in with an open mind because, and, and the way that I guess emerges with psychology is that, um, you know, Carl Jung, who was a major influence to the psychology field, um, he did a lot of work on the archetypes. Okay. So archetypes are just, um, you know, characters that are assigned to, you know, give your personality some type of meaning to narrow it down. And there's archetypes everywhere. Okay. There's archetypes within like the Bible with like, what do you call it? The, what are those guys called that are at the dining table? The um, the, I know what you're talking about. The dis, dis, no. disciples? With Jesus or, Christ. The, no. Is it the disciples? disciples? Yeah. Is it the disciples? I want to say. Yeah, those are archetypes within themselves, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then there's like archetypes through like Marvel movie characters, right? And that's why, you know, some of us relate to certain movie characters. Some of us, you know, if you're into the Bible, you'll relate to a certain disciple. If you're, you know, if you think back to Greek mythology, you're going to relate to a certain Greek god on some level. So that's where astrology comes in. And it's just a different form of archetypes that help you understand your human behavior. And they're repeated across like history. That's how, you know, psychology and the influence of Carl Jung, I think, assisted, you know, the energy of psych- of astrology, I should say. Does that make sense? Yes, mm-hmm. I sort of yeah. <laughs> for me, just because it's just very complex for me, you know, all of it. it. Yeah. And that, it, I feel it, like astrology is like, it's like, there's a lot to it's it. It's very evolving too, you know, um, yeah. as far as what you're learning about yourself. Like I find myself that like, I'm not, I don't want to know it all right away because I haven't even fully processed this part. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And it's so easy yeah. to get overwhelmed with it all if you don't understand it. Yeah, it's definitely overwhelming. But, you know, before anybody even dis- disproves astrology or dismisses it, I should mm-hmm. say, dismisses it is the word I'm trying to say. Especially Latinos. <laughs> They should, they should look up their moon sign. They should like, you know, at least instead of just being like, oh no, I'm not like an Aries. No, look up their moon sign. And then they're going to be like, oh shit. Like maybe this is, this does have some truth to it because half Mm -hmm. the time people who dismiss it, they don't even know their moon sign. They don't know their ascendant sign. They don't know anything. Ascendant sign is rising. Your rising sign. Yes. Yeah. So as far as, since we're talking about people that are dismissing it how do you deal I'm sure like in your own life do you deal with people that are just so negative about it personally or even like online what is the best way to even deal with like people that hate on it because there's a difference between not caring about it like oh I just don't care to know but people that actually like hate on it like call people crazy yeah I mean normally I don't get on my astrology page people that like hate on it because it's an astrology page right not right like why are you gonna be you know why are you gonna be here but I think that the biggest hate I think has come from people um who are very like religious right they're like oh just religious people and 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 then I'm like okay but think about it the three wise men followed the stars didn't they or I'm like didn't Jesus like heal people like, you know, with some supernatural powers. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's like a contradiction, but, um, I normally think of it that way. And like, you know, people are going to believe what they want to believe. I never get offended. We all have different belief systems anyways. Mm -hmm. And 
you know, I, so I actually it, feel like it's offensive to even like try to defend it. Like it's like if you don't believe in it, that's okay. I, I'm not going to prove to you that it is or isn't. Everybody, like you said, chooses what they believe in. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So and I never really, I've never been one to get into arguments with people. Right. Like if on my YouTube channel or on my Instagram page or in person, somebody tells me something, I'm like, okay. It's not even worth it. Yeah. yeah. So whenever I'm not you, yeah. argumentative person yeah. either. <laughs> so whenever you deal with someone that tells you like, oh, okay, yeah, I don't believe in it. Or like somebody that's like, it's like more kind of like a facts person. Like what's your like short friendly. Or just say they're an are they an earth sign? <laughs> let's just put it that way. Um, like a see. short friendly I mean, way, like, you know, the only blockages I have found is like, cause I'm dating right now, just like, you know, on dating apps and stuff. So eventually people ask me what I do. Right. Um, so mm, that's interesting. They, I've had, I've had some instances where guys are like, Oh no, I don't, I don't believe in that. I'm like, listen, I've been studying it for years. There is um, a kind of a structure to it, right? And if you're interested, I can explain it to you. If not, I mean, that's fine. Like you can believe whatever you want to believe. Mm-hmm. So that's a good way. Have you, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Have you had like men stop talking to you because of that? No. Okay. I mean, but it's maybe because they're going after another thing, but no, <laughs> they're going to pretend to like it. You know, they're, so, they're catching on. A lot of guys are catching on. I think what you're saying is like, if, if you feel like they're not truly interested, there's no need of even getting into details when there's not going to be like a sense of like actual understanding because it right. is very complex. So it's actually like now it's like, you kind of just explain it a little bit, but Hey, if you're interested to really know more, I can sit there and, and talk to you more about it, yeah. but let's not waste our time. Mm-hmm trying yeah. to prove why I'm into it right now when I can't give you a short answer. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. And most guys, most people now are very accepting of this like new age type of like job anyways. So yeah, I think people now are definitely a little bit more, I guess, woke. Um, whereas even like, I, I don't even, I've never really had that be a problem, honestly, you know, but I also like, tell them like, you know, Hey, it's an actual job. Like I do make probably as much money as you from it. Yeah, exactly. It is. I mean, anything anybody does on social media, it's like at this point, everybody should know it's, it's valid work. Like you cannot discredit anybody that is hustling or doing their, their thing or their passion. I think even more through social media, you know? Mm Exactly. So you said that you started doing readings just only about three years ago. What kind of like, how did you transition from like, starting I don't know how long you've been studying for psychology but into thinking like wow I can really focus on this specifically and and make a living out of it um I actually was doing readings for free for a long time when I used to like um go have my office job right I would pull up all my coworkers' charts or like my friends right I have like a whole um a database full of charts I've done for people for free and people were, would always tell me you should start charging for people. You should start charging, charging. And I just didn't have like the confidence, but I did, you know, hit the books really hard for a year for astrology. Um, I mean, I was always kind of reading about it, but still, and then I just got the confidence. I like set up my website. I got the confidence and I reached out to actual, like it, because astrology was becoming more mainstream, like what, three years ago. So I reached out to, you know, like the beauty gurus and influencers and they were actually interested in me interpreting their chart. So mm-hmm. that's how I kind of got 
um, a clientele. And then ever since then, people just, you know, now reach out to me and like, I get validated a lot through the readings I do. Like people are like, you know me better than my friends yeah. and you don't even know me. Like I've done readings wow. for people, I don't know, in Australia and I wouldn't know anything about them. And they're like, you just know me so well. I'm just like, wow. Like, I actually believe like a birth chart is very sacred, you know? Like it's like a piece of information. It's like telling somebody, this is all of me if you want to know who I am, mm-hmm. you know? It, yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is. Especially when you get into, if, if somebody really understands the patterns and I'm talking about those like lines that you see within your chart, they can really get a lot of information out of who you really are. So what did you do before you started doing like full-time reading? I was in mortgages. I was really? like um, a loan officer. Oh, wow. For like yeah. home loans? Yeah. Oh, for wow. VA totally loans. different industry than what you're doing now. It, yeah, it is actually. And it's crazy because your birth chart can even go as far as telling you like your career and stuff, what potential oh. career oh, yes, yes. energy yeah. you have. And yes. you know what? Um, you're a Scorpio, right? I know we, we have talked about it. Um, Scorpios are very prone to like a psychology direction because they, is it because like Scorpios have like, you mentioned earlier, like I've always been interested in, it's like you question yourself. Like you question, a, you question things more. Right. You know, they, they want to form that mind and body and soul connection with another human being. Right. That it's not like the Libra, the Libra is also relationship oriented, but it's just the aesthetic and, you know, um, the, the cooperation part, but a Scorpio wants to get deeper. Um, so yeah, that, that's why. Does that, does that explain to me a little bit? <laughs> so they can carry a lot of people's baggage. They kind of like love other people's um, problems so that they can solve them. That's kind of how they get their sense of worth. So I've never been like really into all that stuff. And I don't hate it, but I'm not one of those like Martha or I mean, Paula can be into it too. But I noticed that in the past, well, say year mm-hmm. or a few months, 1111 number comes up all the time. Why the 1111 number? Mm-hmm. That has more to do with like numerology more than astrology. Mm-hmm. Um, but the 1111 number, I would say like it's like your spirit guides from what I know. Right. I don't like to go much into like, you know, um, those numbers, but your guides are trying to tell you it's either that you're at the, on the right path or that you needed mm. to calm down and take a breather or that you have to, um, what do you call it? Or, or you're, you're in a moment of manifesting or something like that. Mm. So let's, let's get into as far as like what it actually is. Like if we're explaining to somebody that's listening right now. And they're like, well, you know, I, I see memes, I see all these things on, but I've never been, I've never taken the time to look deeper into it. So what does it mean overall? Like what is the essence of astrology? So a, the, your birth chart is going to reveal and validate things that you already know about yourself. So it's not going to be a shopper, a shocker to a degree. So people who are already, you know, very self-aware might get a birth chart reading to validate some things, right? It's kind of like when you go to the doctor, you, you usually go because you feel like something's off and they validate mm. what you were feeling half the time, right? Right. Um, but then there are some people that are like lost souls, right? They're like, I don't know why this has happened to me or I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And then astrology at that point can be like a guide for them, right? Like, um, you know, I don't know, maybe they have a strong essence of the sixth house, which is the health house, right? So maybe in this life, they're really supposed to, you know, worry or 
focus, I should say, on having a good like routine day to day, right? Mm -hmm. So it could guide them, right? Um, Or it could just be also used as a way to understand your subconscious mind a little bit more. And that's where you get more into the psychology stuff. Like, you know, Carl Jung was really big on studying, you know, human behavior and how the unconscious, right. Things that you're not aware of in the back of your mind, motivate a lot of your actions and your decisions, and it'll make you aware. And, you know, then you get into a whole bunch of energy about, you know, how you can actually be projecting onto other people, stuff like that for self-awareness. So that's pretty much what it can tell you. And it could tell you about, you know, your career, it could tell you about, you know, relationship patterns, all of that. Um, but again, it usually just validates things that you already know about yourself. So for example, if you look up your birth chart and you're like, I think that's kind of what it was for me too. It's like, Oh, it just validated what I knew already, you know? And then just kind of help me like process things a little bit better. But it's also like, what if you like struggle even, have you ever had people like struggle accepting, accepting it? Like kind like of what it, they are. Yeah. Literally, I was on a date once <laughs> and um, I was like talking to this guy and he's, he was all telling me about like, I, well, first I, he's like, he pulled up his birth chart and he's like, yeah, I'm a one in Taurus. I was like, okay, that could mean that you're a little bit materialistic. You mm-hmm. want comfort in your life that is established through tangible things. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, I'm not like that. And then like, like, like literally five minutes later in the conversation, he's like, yeah, I have all these cars, a BMW, <laughs> um, a Range Rover. Wow. <laughs> just like, okay. Yeah. Well, so some people just, they don't, I don't know. They if don't they're know. Just it's not it's like a lack of self, well, it is lack of self-awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Self-awareness. yeah. Or they they just don't reflect, but you know, I've never had a chart like lie. Even when a person says that they're not a certain way, mm-hmm. you hang out with them a little bit more and you totally see the pattern. Right. So they just like lack self-awareness, um, I think usually, or whoever interpreted their birth chart just doesn't know anything about the signs. Cause like, I notice a lot of people that, you know, are claimed to be astrologers. They don't really understand the essence of what the signs represent. Mm -hmm. Like if you want to be an astrologer, if you want to get into this, my advice would be that you learn the 12 signs, like the back of your hand. Mm -hmm. Right. Through like valid sources, through like books, you know? So for the listeners that are listening right now and they've never heard the word natal chart, birth chart, like what do you recommend like for them to go like the easiest, like friendly one-on-one to go like to look up? Yeah. how How to look up their birth chart and what all they need to figure there's a, yeah there's a lot of information people normally start off by googling birth chart calculator through cafeastrology.com and they go off of it like the table not the actual wheel which is e- beginner friendly but eventually you want to leave the table that you know tells you exactly your son in this sign whatever mm-hmm. and go to the wheel anyways it, the cafe astrology report will give you a good start, but it could still be confusing for some people. So then you could take it to YouTube and be like, okay, I have my, my moon in Gemini and you type it in. And there's a lot of videos explaining what the moon in Gemini might mean. Um, so that's a good start. But if you want to get deeper, like you would want to get a, a birth chart reading from me or from another astrologer. I've actually paid before I started doing readings. I paid for, for like six different astrologers to do my reading just so I could get different perspectives. And we all interpret things differently. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's also how you learn. Right. right. Yeah, that's that's interesting. So it's yeah. your full name, city you were born, right? Yeah. And the exact, exact time, time that you were born. You were like born. Off your birth certificate or if your mom 
remembers exactly hopefully the doctor got it right (laughs) (laughs) if not then you're living a lie your whole life or whatever but no um (laughs) so what is it that like essentially fascinates you the most about it like what is it that yeah why are you so passionate about it it's just I, I don't know if it's it's like the ability to know what I'm getting. Maybe it's a sense of control. Maybe I am like a, a control freak Scorpio. That and, is Scorpio. You know, <laughs> I just want to know what's going to happen um, with people. And and then like when someone when the birth chart kind of validates our behavior, I'm just like, yes, I need like that. Orgasmic <laughs> feeling like there, there's truth to it. And, and, and you know, it's even like empowerment, <laughs> self empowerment. <Yeah. laughs> There, there's times where I'm just like, nah, it can't be this accurate. It, it just can't. And then it happened. Like it happens. Like, I don't know, like five years ago, I was like out there living my best life partying. Right. And then I looked at, you know, some techniques to look at the future for your birth chart, things that might happen. It said that I was going to get pregnant like in a year. I'm like, I don't even have a boyfriend. And then, hey, you happen. know, it, it, like the it year happen. came and I got <laughs> oh, pregnant within shit. three months oh. and I was just like, oh my God. Wait, it actually <laughs> happened? Yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> like major themes, like in the future, like, it, it, but this is if you want to, some people are like, no, 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 I'm scared. I mean, I don't go as far as predicting like deaths or anything like that. There are some people out there that can, but I don't there's, but I do like to see like, okay, I knew that there was like a breakup going to come in my life. I knew that I was going to move different cities. Like there's just different things that you can see for the future if you want wow I've, getting- I've never gotten that far into like that's predicting reading. into the future yes. I've, I've gone i can lean las cartas but i feel like it's on like real people yeah you know so because the stuff that they told me half of it would actually happen right so i mean it's um tarot cards and stuff like that it's it's on the similar like new age spiritual thing and they all are connected but when you do a forecast reading you're literally predicting patterns because if you think about this pandemic that just happened Mm -hmm. you know um i think what was it like a hundred years ago or something Mm -hmm. when there was a similar configuration of planets in the sky Mm -hmm. the um there was a a pandemic or a plague or something around that time so it's just patterns it gives you hints it's not going to tell you exactly you know the day that it's going to happen or when something's going to come up but it can give you hints as to you know, like the birth of something, for example, that might mean the, the birth of a baby or the birth of, um, I don't know, a business that you see as your baby. Interesting. See, even like people that maybe like are in a finance field or anything, it's like, hey, if you're like an analyst towards anything, you're predicting something for the company. It's similar. You're looking at patterns exactly. that have happened. It's it's, sim- it's similar, but using astrology with it and life events, right? Yeah. That have happened so do you see it. your clients like through zoom or how does that work um some of my clients are kind of like shy and they're they just like i don't know like, i think that they're intimidated by the whole process so they prefer me just um sending them audio clips of mm-hmm. me interpreting their chart and just pulling out the important stuff i mean if you want to dive into your birth chart you literally could spend like days right looking at specific things, but I look at the bigger picture, like, Hey, this person has a purpose. There are certain things that stand out and that's what I tell them. So anyways, I do that through the interpretation, the the audio clip, or I can do it through zoom too, or like Skype. So let's talk about the top three, like define what that means for our listeners. The big three, like the big three. Yes. So when um, people are first getting into astrology, because it's becoming like they're like a mainstream thing, like literally I go to the bar all the time and they're like, Oh, what's your big three? 
Um, so th- that, that they're referring to your sun sign, which is what you know, right? Mm-hmm. Based off of the day that you were born. But they're also referring to the moon sign um, because the moon sign is going to give you a lot of your personality and how you instinctively respond to situations. And then they're, they're talking about the ascendant sign, which is going to be how you come across, like the mask that you wear to the world, right? So um, when you're first getting into astrology, you're going to pull up your chart or whatever. So you Google it on Cafe Astrology and you're going to go off of your big three. People normally re- research those things the most. Um, and then they get deeper later on into other things in the chart. Is Ascendant and March the same thing? I'm looking at mine right now from the app. Uh, what's the, the, uh, the Ascendant yeah. and Mars? Yeah. No. Okay, so the Ascendant is a placement. Mm-hmm. And then there's all the planets that you know in the solar system, if you think back to astronomy. And each of those planets represents a different part of your personality, right? So when you're looking to see how much energy you have or how you, are you the type of person that gets up and goes? Do you have a lot of energy throughout the day? How, what's your sex life like? That's mm-hmm. Mars. Yes. Your Mars sign is like a separate, could be, could be yeah. a separate so planet. Yeah. It's, it's a separate component of your personality. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be in a certain sign. That means that you operate under whatever sign your Mars is in you, your energy operates in that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm reading mine off the app CoStar. Yeah. Oh, that's also, yeah, that's also that's a, good a good one, one. right? Like in, one. in your opinion, like out of the top or the big three, what is the most prominent in somebody's life? <sighs> you know, it's the ascendant and the moon sign, I mm-hmm. think. But for women, for some reason, I'm more inclined to say that the moon sign is going to be stronger because it's your feminine energy. Your emotional um, sign, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, you you instinctively react off of your moon sign. Like when you're happy, sad, or mad, people, like, you know, people in your life will probably describe you under the influence or um, the energy of whatever sign your moon is in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's my moon again, Martha? Oh, I forgot your moon but I know you're, you're a Virgo rising. Mm. Yeah. So whenever I looked at, remember I told you, I looked at my birth chart and I was like, my whole life just flashed before my eyes and it just made sense. And that's how I feel like, I honestly feel like most people don't, like you said, like people that have given like resistance towards astrology is because I think they're scared. A part of them is like scared to look deeper or to know deeper. And they, there's comfort in what you already know. Yeah. You know? For sure. There's comfort in that. Um, you know, obviously it's mostly like religious people. And I don't want to say that I'm not religious. I don't consider myself religious, but I feel like there's a way to bridge the two because it's all tied together. Like you said, like whatever religion you are, it, everything comes back to the essence of astrology. If you interpret things through yeah. religion, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean. We all believe in something different and I don't want to get all preachy because right, right. I have a lot of Sagittarius in my chart and I could easily um, <laughs> go there. Does it get over- overwhelming at times? Um, doing birth chart readings or what? Just like to tune in and, and um, astrology. I think more so like um, because you are basically that's your way of living, right? Like that's your source of income. So you're constantly surrounded into, as to looking into what astrology means, what this means, people's best chart. So it's kind of like you're absorbing people's, are you, do you feel like you absorb people's energy too? I, you know what, there are times where I see something difficult in the chart. Um, and I've like literally cried. Um, like you, you could see themes of abuse sometimes. And I'm talking like, you know, sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's predispositions. And so, 
I'm just like, it, it does kind of like, I, and sometimes I do take on a person's like, you know, energy, especially if they're like very conflicted people. And you know, it's crazy too. Some, um, astrologers even can vouch for this. It's like, sometimes if you're like an empath or whatever, you really start almost like if you see a chart, if you're going to do a reading for a chart with a person who let's say is very high anxiety, you, for some reason, even before they're reading, you're like, why do I get so, why am I feeling like you take oh, on their energy? Wow. You just get, mm. They're feeling like so anxious for no reason. Right. Mm. And it's because like you're a just like really tuning in. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. The term like energy is just very, has been very, I guess, um, real these past few years, especially through social media. And it's like energy is real, you know, energy is astrology. Energy is everything that you absorb or that you focus your attention to, which is, which is why I ask about the whole, like, do you absorb, like, how do you deal with absorbing or like not allowing that to kind of affect you? Um, when you're doing so many readings and you're, um, on your every day to day life, I guess. I think it just goes back to what I know about psychology and therapy, right? Mm -hmm. You have to let everything flow because what you resist persists. So I don't attach to it too much. I don't attach. I try not to attach Mm -hmm. any, um, not, not to make it seem more than what it is. And like, let's just let everything flow. Um, you know, even if it's anxiety, right. It'll Mm -hmm. eventually fade. Right. It's like, your higher self knows that it's yeah. not really real in that moment. It's just a moment, you know, that it will pass. Yeah. It will pass. Yeah. Wow. I have a question. So what are some red flags? If you can say like a couple of like red flags in a chart, what, what are like your top three? What would you say? So if, if this goes, this if I answer that, it's definitely going to get more complicated. <laughs> um, but in general, um, I think we all know, you know, when a person is, especially men, right. Mm -hmm. Um, if they have certain placements in like Gemini, we know that they're going to be very subjective, objective. So unless you're like another air sign, let's say that can deal with that, because, you know, we know that air signs go with air signs, Mm -hmm. water signs go with water signs, earth signs go with earth signs, et cetera. Um, then you're going to feel like that person, you know, is has red flags, right? Cause they're going to love you one day and then the next, they're not going to love you. And it's going to be this back and forth game. Um, but there's also other influences. Like I hate to throw Pisces under the bus because they're very <laughs> romantic, but, um, they sometimes do live in this distorted reality where they're <laughs> the victims and they, they, you know, um, cannot, they would never victimize another person, but they actually, you know, sometimes do and lead people on and stuff like that. Um, and if we're just talking about the signs, yeah, it, it would be mutable signs that scream the red flags. What are the mutable like, signs? Uh, <laughs> it, obviously, there's also, I mean, here's the thing, though. Every sign has a duality. They can either operate under the high vibrational energy because they're aware, they know that about themselves, right? So, for example, a Gemini that can say, you know what, um, I do play a lot of games and I cannot be in a relationship right now because I will change my mind. And I'm very curious, like, you're like, okay, maybe they're, they're better off having friends with benefits. And that's Mm -hmm. more higher vibrational of the Gemini for them to admit that to a person, right. Mm -hmm. Instead of playing games, but every, every, again, every sign has, you know, something good about them and something bad about them. I always say we need them all. Like everybody Mm -hmm. is, I know that I do feel like sometimes you're not going to vibe with certain people 
because of that, because you're not, there's no compatibility there, but that's okay. Like that doesn't make them a terrible person. It's just didn't work out for you, you know, just yeah. they, yeah. somebody else, let somebody else that's more compatible with them, which brings me to the whole compatibility in astrology. I feel like that's some of the, one of the most researched like aspects of astrology. It's like, how compatible are you to like your partners? How much do you believe in that compatibility? Like to whether it's a romantic partner. I I do strongly believe in compatibility when you're already like in a, in a talking dynamic or the person's attracted to you because you could kind of tell um, what they're going to, it's like chemistry, right? Mm -hmm. You can tell when two people come together within a chart, what they're going to activate within one another. Um, But, you know, of course you have to be, there has to be already some type of relationship established, whether it's a friendship or like a a connection. Right. Um, But if you guys are going to, what, what I want to say is that people base compatibility a lot off of just their like sun sign, like, Oh, I'm a Virgo. And you're like, I don't know, a Sagittarius. We're not compatible. No, there's a lot more to it. Mm -hmm. If you're going to like understand anything or take anything away from this, look at the moon signs at least. Mm, That's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So, um, I think here recently I've, I've been doing more, focusing more on like my Venus sign. Um, can you tell us a little bit, a little bit about what your Venus sign means? I feel like that's an important aspect. One of them, right? Cause it's all important. For women, for women it is because Venus is essentially how you sell yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, why are guys attracted to you? Um, or how do you pull people? Okay. And it's your, your aesthetic vibes. It's like, you know, your, um, what you value and what feels good to you. Okay. So if, for example, your Venus is an Aries, you might be someone who, um, you know, you have this high energetic, yeah, let's do it. Like, you know, type of energy. And so that's why people are attracted to you because you're high energy. If your Venus is in Taurus, you know, you're probably going to attract people because you're reliable and, you know, you know, quality over quantity, essentially mm-hmm. if your Venus is in Gemini. It's because you're witty. Um, that people are, you're going to charm people. And it's like, it's like your charm factor. Essentially. That's what your Venus is. You got to keep going now for people listening. Oh gosh. <laughs> okay. You know, Venus and cancer would be because you, you know, how to mother people, you invite them to your house and, and you make them feel like good. Um, you know, Venus and Leo, it could be because you're, you know, you're fun to party with You're you give like very lavish presents or something like that. Um, Venus and Virgo, it could be because again, it's an earth sign. So you're also very practical, you're reliable and you enjoy doing things for people, right? Like you're like a servant essentially, but you actually enjoy serving people mm-hmm. as if they're, you know, you, they appreciate you. Um, Venus and Libra, it could be because you're cooperative. Um, Venus and Scorpio, it could be because you're very sexual. You give up mysterious vibes. Mm-hmm. Venus and Sagittarius, you know, it's, it's because you're, um, happy go lucky and you don't take life too seriously. Venus and Capricorn would be because you do take life seriously. You're hardworking and you, you know, have boundaries. Um, Venus and Aquarius, because you don't give a fuck about what people think about you. Right. <laughs> and then Venus and Pisces, because you, um, offer unconditional love, your understanding. That's important. All of that. Yes. So people, if you have not looked up your Venus sign, this is your call to Go to look do, up your boy, birth chart. Yours. What's yours? <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to say it. <laughs> why? But um, everybody knows I'm a Scorpio. I post that all the time. Um, why are Scorpios so proud of being Scorpios? Because I, I know that 
I think I've researched that like Scorpios is like the most researched sign. What What is your theory about that? My theory, I'll say it after yours. I, I just Scorpios have a lot of power to them, honestly. Um, and they could be really proud of being the sign because normally when there's a lot of Scorpio in the chart, a person has overcome some type of struggle, like where they hit rock bottom emotionally, mentally, physically. They've gone through feelings of shame, embarrassment, all the icky stuff. So they probably are proud of being a Scorpio for that reason. Um, or, you know, the reason that they're like looked up the most is because again, they, they, they're the, they're the sign that represents like sex, money, and death. Mm-hmm. Like that's like the, you know, what people are really like going after in this life. They're looking, they're going for power, right? Yes. I think for me, I think that Scorpios truly want, want to know like the deeper side of like life, you know, and because of that, and it's like, you really do question yourself from the very early age. So you're, yeah. you research yourself because you want to know, as opposed to, there's a lot of people, like you said, just floating through life and just based on what they know today, which is fine too. You know, like you don't have to be as intense. I'm not, that's not what I'm saying, but I think, uh, for Scorpios, it's like, you just, you just want to know more, like any, you want to go deeper for whatever reason. They're obsessive and they're not going to stop. Oh my God. Why are we so obsessive? (laughs) I don't know. how. I always say, I don't know how to like something. I like obsess over it. Well, yeah, it's literally, they're very black or white about things. Mm -hmm. Yes. So as far as I, I know I had mentioned to you, I don't know if you looked it up or not, but I don't know about y'all guys, but I'm like very like into this whole like benefit th- situation going on. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> she needs therapy. No, I th- I actually love the way she is, but, um, what do you, I looked up their, well, just their regular birth chart. Right. And I saw that she, well, I know she's a double Leo and she has a moon in Scorpio, but I, I'm seeing a trend here. She is attracting other Leos, like A-Rod is a Leo. Ben is a uh, sun in Leo and a moon in Scorpio. What do you think about this whole little, like, situation going on? Just I from mean, a surface looked, level. Okay, so for Jennifer Lopez, she definitely, if, if I, I looked uh, deeper into her mm-hmm. chart, and she has her Venus and Gemini, which automatically, she also is a very, you know, curious person. Mm-hmm. And the Venus and Gemini is like a butterfly that needs to have space to talk to people, to be versatile, to mm-hmm. change her mind. And um, I think Alex, um, his birth chart kind of is a little bit more intense. So I feel like it, maybe it's her, maybe she does get like bored of people and men in relationships. And then her Pluto, which, you know, Pluto is the archetype of like um, control and obsessiveness and also kind of um, being attracted to toxic situations. So she may subconsciously, um, you know, either ignite some feelings of jealousy or control with her partners on some level, or she could be the one that is like um, acting that way on, on some level, but she, she does need therapy for her Venus. I do agree because Pluto is very toxic. It, 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 an aspect to Venus, like, you know, the, her femme fatale image is a little bit 
you know, she does like trigger people with, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's hard because I'm, I, I, I haven't looked up too much about the, the dynamic of their right. relationship. And obviously I'm never, I'm not in a relationship with her to really know how she acts as a couple, but there could be like, you know, stuff, um, you know, about her that just purposely I, triggers. Me. I think it's, I think I actually have a very, I see everybody on social media talking crap about her and honestly like bothers me because it's like, I, I don't know if it's like the sun, the Leo, like Scorpio dynamic together, because in a way I understand it. I think she gets such a high based on like the intensity of things, you know? She does. So yeah. like most people like to live a comfortable life. And I say most people, cause I think I would think most people, right. As in like comfortable in your feelings, comfortable in your space, but she chases like the high. And, and I understand that in a lot of ways because to me, that's what living is like chasing a high and being in a constant high right. to give your right. life some form of meaning. So yeah. I think, I think the way she is in relationships is like, and why they say she moves on like this. And it's because for her, once it ends, it ends. She's a moon in Scorpio. Right. Yeah. But f- she's already chasing that next high. Like what, what gets her, um, I guess on that cloud nine mindset or whatever and I I'm kind of fascinated by that to be honest it's like first of all she doesn't get give a crap about anybody thinks about her right yeah Yeah. and I don't know if it fascinates me honestly to be honest what are people saying online oh that she needs to that she needs to chill that she hasn't moved I'm like first of all we don't know her life second of all she's not basic and let her live her unbasic life like let her be you know yeah, she has a lot of Scorpio stuff, mm-hmm. and Pluto is also related to Scorpio mm-hmm. energy. So she is uh, chasing a high-intensity, mm-hmm. passionate type of situation, which sometimes involves starting things that are going to bring out, you know, with the, like bring out the possessive qualities. Mm-hmm. She wants almost a possessive partner, but then she doesn't. Yes. <laughs> I saw an interview that she posted uh, a while back. They interviewed her when um, she was not with Mark Anthony. She said that he was like very jealous. And oh, yeah. Oh, I saw that. Even, even her like whole like um, how she would dress. Yeah, how she would mm-hmm. dress. Like he, supposedly like if he was st- if she was still with him during Super Bowl time, that he probably wouldn't let her do that. The mm-hmm. Super Bowl. Like that he was like. But back to your point, she does need therapy because Ben Affleck will also uh, carries those tendencies that she goes after mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's a it's like he's a serial cheater alex rodriguez was really? a serial cheater yes yeah. like it didn't so none of that surprised me and he's a cancer rising um ben affleck oh and wow <laughs> cancer Rising are they're about security they're about like um making they want to feel safe and jennifer lopez he's gonna get really controlling over her because she's not gonna make him feel safe mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting. Mark, yeah. mark her words and let's see. Honestly, I'm fascinated. I'm all about it. Like we'll see how long that this lasts. You know what I mean? Like I just hope she's just living her best life and that's where it's at. And if that doesn't work out, I'm girl, you do you move on to your next one, you know? Yeah. I think yeah. it's a very people are not used to people being like that. Um I guess people like comfort, right? People like yeah. relationships. They don't worry about what happens behind closed doors. They see a 10 year relationship and they're like, oh, you know, they were so lovely together and they don't give a fuck whether those 10 years you were struggling. But to, it's the per- people care about the perception, not what people actually deal with. And I think yeah. JLo is more like, no, I'm going to I'm going to get out if I'm no longer feeling it. 
you know, I'm going to move on to how I feel. Like she's very, well, she's a Leo too. So I think that might have a lot to do with it yeah. as far as, um, yeah, selfish tendencies, right? Going to your us. point, it's interesting that, you know, you see all of these like couples on Instagram and stuff living their happy life, but then like you pull up their chart or I've done it for some couples and I'm like, it's not a happy situation. Mm-hmm like the Kanye and the Kim thing, right? Yeah. Like I could just tell, you know, um, from the chart dynamic, I, I forget what it was. Like, I think that, you know, he had, he has a lot of like Gemini and I, was it Aries energy. I don't remember what he had, but um, you could just tell that it's not what it seems with mm-hmm. the charts. I think they always gave off that vibe too. Like they, it was never, it never felt like. It seemed kind of fake, right? Really Very rehearsed. Yeah. They are. She's already like going up. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? No. Like in Miami. Why do we get so fixated into these like celebrity relationships, you think? Or lives <laughs> in general? <laughs> I think it's just because we idealize a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You know, we idealize the um, Instagram posts, right? Mm-hmm. We idealize um, love for a lot of us, right? And they embody what it is that you know we well social media i guess influences a lot of what our idea of love is did y'all mm-hmm. see her with maluma no i didn't see she that took a they took a maluma picture at a club oh, or something really? <laughs> cool. i don't know i'm fascinated i honestly don't think they're gonna like it's probably just a fling but i wouldn't be surprised if they move fast but i don't think they'll last but i'm happy for her regardless <laughs> mm-hmm. um overall i feel like I know I mentioned like the focus of this episode is how to use it for your own self-awareness. And I think if you're somebody out there in the world right now that, or that's listening to this episode and you're like trying to, you don't, you're kind of lost in your life and you don't know why things are happening to you, then maybe start with that, right? Start with looking up your chart and trying to focus on with like a professional like you and trying to focus on what are some aspects that at the very least, listen, right? Because do you ever surprise people that were a little bit maybe hesitant about it, but they still did it? And then, yeah, how does, I, I, how does that happen? I do, I do, because they're like, how do you know this about me? Or they're like, you know, taken back. Um, so it, it, it's interesting. Yeah, I, I do surprise people a lot. They're like, yeah. And, and I tell them anytime I do a reading, I'm like, hey, you are going to have to really think back to different memories you've had Mm -hmm. during this reading, right? Um, Things people have told you. And one thing I really live off of for self-awareness, if someone close to you has told you something more, the same similar thing, right? Um, Well, if three people have told you the same thing, um, like three times, you probably should listen Mm -hmm. because that it's validated over and over again by three different people that you probably are this way. So somebody tells you like, Hey, you're a little bit lazy. Okay. You probably are, you know, Mm -hmm. after like the third time, like there's something about you or if somebody tells you like, Oh, you're a little bit, you know, mean or rude probably Mm -hmm. because you are. Right. So, so the three people rule, I guess. Yeah. It's it's, it's like (laughs) you you live by, I live life a lot by the rule of threes with Mm -hmm. everything. Even when I'm doing a chart, you know, you could see, um, a certain behavior being validated three times by three different things. And that's how I know I'm like, this is a definite thing of this person being this way. Wow. What do you, what do you see the future of astrology um, in the, 
I guess, mainstream astrology with social media right now, because it's out there. It's all over TikTok. It's all over Instagram. Um, I, I think for me, it's like when I'm reading something, I have to, first of all, I have to pay attention to where the source is from, because some of it is just like, like I said, just nonsense. And I feel like you're discrediting it in so many, some pages are just bullcrap and they're just discrediting it in so many ways, you know? Yeah. It like some people don't know the characteristics of the signs and they apply the characteristics of one sign to another sign. Oh yeah. Like, all the time. And, and it's, and, and that kind of discredits it and shares false information. But I see the future of astrology as uh, getting more popular, bigger, super much like more mainstream. Um, people, you know, already know what they're big. It's going to become common knowledge. I think, mm-hmm. you know, your big, three. can you imagine a very self-aware world like that? Oh I can't God. even imagine. Yeah. Yes. What does that even look like? Like the type of conversations you're going to be having with different people. language, <laughs> you know, you just get it. Like people are going to get to the point where they're like, oh, your, your moon is in Gemini. Okay. I get it. I get it. You're a I totally get today. you. I understand you. <laughs> yeah. You, like, that's, that's all you have to yourself. say. I mean, for me, when somebody like when my friends, like with my friends, cause they know a lot of astrology, right. Cause just by being around me, um, they're just like, you're acting like a Mars in cancer. <laughs> like they just understand a different yeah. language <laughs> yeah it's a different language and i think that's where it's gonna get um get to with a lot of people my my but- cousins and like my friends make fun of me they'll send me like those memes like that i'm that one person at a party like bringing up astrology or you know what I mean? like those funny tiktoks or whatever i'm like yeah i am that person but at least i know you better <laughs> I mean, the joke is gonna be on them a few years down the road because you're going to be the one that's in the know and they're going to barely be grasping it. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like in the West coast, right? California, Arizona, it's so common. Like you go to a bar out here and people like, know, like they have their, their moon sign, their sun sign tattooed. It's like, and I think it's like maybe because we are the States on the coast, you know, we have different cultural influence. Mm -hmm. And as you know, time goes on, it'll go into the more the, the Midwestern states and stuff like that mm-hmm. um, and eventually become more popular over there. So you said that you were in school right now for psychology? Yeah. And what's your goal after you graduate with that? Well, I'm, it's my bachelor's degree, so I can't really do a mm-hmm. therapist thing um, for that. But eventually I, I want to get my master's degree and um, I'm, I'm conflicted because I um, love like the, the psychotherapist aspect of things mm-hmm. where I want to help people deal with anxiety and stuff like that. Cause I've, I, I know a lot about that. It's another field, right. Mm-hmm. You know, about like dealing with traumas and facing hard things. I want to help people step outside of their comfort zones because a lot of times, like you said, people want to stay comfortable. And I, I hate that. Mm-hmm. That's not how you're going to grow. You need to work out every single muscle, including your brain is my belief. Mm-hmm. I want to, I could do that or I could go do, uh, the archetypal, uh, degree where I can get a degree in like, you know, Carl Jung's studies of the archetypes and really know them on a deep, deep, deep level. And then, um, be a psychotherapist and an astrologer at the same time that can use, I can use my chart, the chart to kind of guide me in a way. Um, but I'll see. I want to do a lot very of, interesting. Yeah. You know, I don't see a lot of that on, not even like on social media, right. That's like the number one platform to find people. I don't see people that are you know, have a degree within psychology and merging that with astrology. That would be, I I feel like that's going to be very common in the future, like using, combining the two. I know a few, uh, I know a couple astrologers, like there's Deborah Silverman. If you guys want to look her up, um, that she's a psychotherapist and she's an astrologer. 
so amazing. And then um, there's this girl called, it, her website is like Trust Psyche or something. And she's an astrologer and a psychotherapist. And um, what was the second one? Trust, uh, I think it's Jessica DeRuzzo. Um, I don't know. She she has like, I, I can send you her Instagram. Okay. And another question. What are the top three, or let's just say one. If if you can, somebody wants to learn more in, about astrology, what is the number one book you would recommend? Um, um let me see. I like to start off just with. shared it the other day. Let me pull up my script. I think it's called um well you could do the only astrology book that you'll ever need. Um or you could do how to read your astrological chart by Donna Cunningham. Here. Okay. Awesome. You said Cunningham? Yes. Okay. Wow. A lot of very, very good information. Um, I feel like after, hopefully after people listen to this episode, they'll be prompt. They're going to, first thing they're going to do is at least find out what time they were born. Yeah. Find out what time you were born. And, and, and it's, it's crazy because I've done that with my family too. Like when, when we finally look it up and it's like, wow, like that makes sense. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So start there. There's a lot of free information. Like I'm never going to push a birth chart reading down people's throats, but if like they, after like they just want to, even to understand it better, or, you know, if they need some type of, um, assistance, like that's when you can pay for a birth chart reading, um, to go deeper into sometimes the aspects, because if you're going to understand, to understand your birth chart, you're probably going to have to study it for a good, like three to six months on your own. Cause there's so much you can get into. Right. There so is. if someone is interested in booking with you, like how do they go with that? Send you a DM or. Um, so I have a website, um, which you can find it. It's linked through my Instagram on my bio. Um, but it's just one, the numeric one, loveastrology.com. And you can check out through PayPal there or, you know, um, Zelle or, or cash up. You mentioned you have a YouTube channel too. So it's also one love or actually the word one love astrology, right? Um, I think I changed it. It is like the numeric one now. So it's all online, but um yeah I do and I, ha- I haven't posted there in a while but I there's really old videos of me a little bit cringeworthy but I have made videos on all the moon signs all the Venus signs but they're like six years old but they're on there if you want to just because some people don't want to read right and I right. get it they right. just want to be in their car and like you can play the video I'll you know me or another astrologer will talk about the Venus sign placement if your Venus is in Taurus what does it really mean or if your moon is in Capricorn, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Yes. So you are a Scorpio sun, a Leo moon, and what is that, a Aries rising? Yeah, I'm an Aries rising. Wow. I definitely go head first into everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Very interesting. All very, like, dominant signs, I feel. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very strong, supposedly. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't feel like it sometimes, but I can see why people think that I'm mm-hmm. strong because, you know, I'm the first one to go out and do things and take risks, you know, um, and that's very Aries mm-hmm. of me. And then like my Leo moon part, I'm very extravagant and dramatic sometimes. <laughs> I think that's the one thing people know about Leos, right? That they're yeah. just like... Yeah, we're, we're, we're too much. We're like super affectionate. And then a Leo does a lot of times do things because they want to be validated. Mm, okay. So, um, 
what do you think is like the most, I know it's common that people say Scorpios, but in your opinion, in reality, what is the most like misunderstood sign? I would say in all aspects of a chart, right? Like just overall the, the sign. I would say Pisces. Pisces. Just because they're the last sign and they can wear all 12 or all 11 different hats of the oh, Zodiac wow. sign. And they're very adaptable. They're like known as the chameleons of the Zodiac. So they're like, um, you know, they can be sociable, but they can also be intense, but they can also, and they're trying to find themselves too. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of hard when I'm describing, um, you know, someone with placements in Pisces because they literally could be, you know, everything and anything in one like bottled up, right? Whereas the other signs do have very solid directions. The mm-hmm. Pisces doesn't have the solid direction or, or a boundary that protects them. Wow. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't personally, I don't think I really know too many Pisces in my life. So. Oh my God, I do. And they're crazy. Like <laughs> I've never met a sane Pisces. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're literally insane. <laughs> like, but it's crazy because they're, again, they, they, there is a part of them that is actually sane. And then there's another part of them simultaneously that is insane. Like you, and like some Pisces that I know, right. They're very responsible and have a career, but then you look at their relationships or that you look at like the the way that they go about making decisions in other areas of life. And you're just like, what are you thinking? Are you even thinking? Wow. (laughs) I think that's very common, right. For people to think that about Pisces. But overall, we we loved having you on this episode. Mm-hmm. I just feel like we can go down a rabbit hole and just... I could talk about astrology hours. forever. I'm for, going to book an appointment. For hours about it. Because <laughs> it's just like... It, it's just always evolving, never ending. Like, there's so much to know. Not just about yourself, but also how you communicate with others. How... Why you attract certain people um, yeah. in your life. And... Um, just to kind of wrap up this episode, of course, we're going to direct everybody to your page. If you guys want to know more about your your chart, if you are truly interested, we're going to go ahead and, and um, on our Instagram, when the episode rolls out next week, we're going to go ahead and include all of your your details in there. But um, what is one thing you'll, you want to leave the episode with for our listeners, encourage them to, or just for them to know? Just, you know, before you dismiss it, just look up your chart, read about it a little bit, and you'll be surprised a lot of the time on, you know, what you find. And, you know, it's, take it just as a tool. It, it's never going to give you 100%, you know, like, you know, this this is what's going to happen. It's just going to give you clues, mm-hmm. you know, to where you might be headed or um, what your strengths and weaknesses are. So just go into it with an open mind, I would say. Awesome. That's very good to know. Well, okay, ladies, you. do you all have any more questions? Nope. Nope. Okay. Awesome. So thank you so much for taking your time to come on this episode. We're excited again. Our very first Zoom podcast episode to our listeners. Let us know what you think about today's episode and um, send us a DM or comment on our post. And we're excited for for you guys to have listened to this. Thank you, Diane. Thank Thank you. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.